السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وله وبعد We were discussing yesterday what made the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam radiyallahu anhum what made them so unique when it came to how they benefited from the Quran and we said that they had three major components that unfortunately many of us are missing when it comes to our relationship with the Quran and that is first of all the understanding and secondly the uh, the, the implementation acting upon it and thirdly the tadabbur reflecting on the meanings of the Quran contemplating on the meanings and the Sahaba when they took the Quran they took it slowly they took it gradually they weren't in a race we talked about how nowadays, mashallah, people are focusing on memorizing, focusing on reading, but it's always in what, what's the main objective is the finish line. And how many khatmas can I get in Ramadan? Uh, how many times can I recite the Quran cover to cover? How quickly can I memorize the entire Quran? How quickly can my children memorize the entire Quran? But when you look into the manhaj, the methodology of the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, you see that this wasn't their methodology. Abu Abdurrahman al-Sulami from the Tabi'een radiallahu an, he said that the ones who taught us the Quran, who read to us the Quran, who taught us how to read the Quran, he said like Uthman ibn Affan and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhum. You see now he's mentioning his sheikhs, the one he took the Quran from, the ones who taught him the Quran. One of the major, you know, sahaba when it comes to their knowledge and their implementation of Islam. Here they're saying, he's saying, I took from the likes of Uthman ibn Affan and Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and other than them. And he said that when they learned the Quran from Rasulullah sallallahu pay attention, they're taking the Quran directly from the Prophet They said that they would never go past Ashra ayat. They would never go past 10 ayat, 10 verses until they understood the meanings and they acted upon it. They took the knowledge, the ilm and the amal, the knowledge and the implementation. They understood it. And then they implemented it in their lives and put it into action. And he said, they would say, So we learned the Quran and we learned the knowledge and we learned the implementation, all of it in one. And after they finished those 10 verses, they would go to the next verse. So they take it verse by verse, not being in, in a hurry. So we have, when we're studying like this, yes, we're going to be understanding the verse, we're going to be memorizing the verse, knowing how to read the verse properly, and then contemplating, reflecting, making tadabbur on its meanings. And we said yesterday there was two questions that we wanted to answer. And that is, how can we make tadabbur if we don't have the Arabic language, for example, we don't understand. And we're, we said we're going to give some examples. And he perhaps at the end of this episode, and, uh, and definitely in the upcoming episodes, we're going to be going into detail in each and every episode about different tadabbur. You're going to see how we're going to go into the Quran, inshallah ta'ala, and we're going to reflect in the English language. And you're going to see that you don't always need a deep understanding. You don't have to be a, I mean, you don't have to be a mufassir. The, the basic understanding of meaning of the Quran, even in our language, we're able to make the Debra, inshallah. You're going to see example after example of this throughout this entire series, inshallah. The other question we had, it was about the Tilawa 
and the hifz of the Quran. We're reciting the Quran, we're memorizing the Quran, but it's on our tongues, but is it entering into our hearts and then showing up in our actions? Why was the Quran revealed? Was the objective of Allah revealing the Quran and all of the scriptures before as well, was the objective just for us to recite and to memorize? Allah told us in Surah Sa'd, verse 29, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka mubarakun. A blessed book we have revealed to you. What for? Liyadabbaru ayatihi. To reflect, to contemplate, to make tadabbur on its verses. Waliyatadhakkara ulul albab. And for those of understanding to be reminded. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it clear in this verse that the objective of the Qur'an being revealed, the objective of the revelation being sent down from the above the seven heavens was for us to make the tadabbur, to reflect on the meanings. And the other verse, and look how, how deep this verse is. In Surah Muhammad, verse number 24, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ أَمْ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبٍ أَقْفَالُهَا Do they not make tadabbur? Do they not reflect on the Qur'an? Or do they have aqfal, locks, placed upon their hearts? Look at the example that Allah is giving. The one who doesn't reflect and contemplate on the meanings, he's the one who has, his heart has been, been locked has been locked with locks. And if your heart is locked with locks, and this is what we want to focus on in this episode, what happens when these locks are put onto your heart? That the nur, the light of the Quran, the light of guidance, the ability to implement and act upon Islam, to act upon the Quran, you won't be able to do it because your heart is locked. And when you look into the Arabic language, Afala. This Hamza in the beginning, it's istifham in kari, what we call it in the Arabic language, in the grammar. Istifham in kari, basically what it means, it's like an interrogative negative uh, question, you know, negating question. It's negating it. That meaning that it's like it's just coming to interrogate, to ask you this question, but at the same time, it's negating it, meaning that if you were to have reflected on the Quran, then you would have been able to, you would have been able to what? You would have been able to be guided, to be have understanding. But the fact that you're not reflecting on the Quran, this is why you've gone astray and you haven't been guided. But if you were to have sit down and to reflect on the meanings of the Quran and to see how deep the meanings of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already is, then you, alhamdulillah, you would have been guided. But the fact you have not taken out the time and made the effort to reflect and contemplate, that's why you have gone astray. And this is what we see if we're talking about to the munafiqeen, to the kafirin. But what about the ones who are from the people of the book? Meaning the, the Muslims, this is their book, the Quran is their scripture. But yet, they're not taking out the time. So the same thing, the same outcome, that their hearts will be sealed, their hearts will be locked, and they won't be able to obtain that guidance. 
when you look at how Allah describes the Quran and the impact the Quran should have on the hearts, in Surah Yunus, verse 57, when Allah said, Ya ayyuhannas, O mankind, qad ja'atkum maw'idhatum min rabbikum, that a maw'idha, a good reminder or instruction, good advice, has come to you from your Rabb, from your Lord. And look at the description of the Quran. It's a mu'idha, and it's he said, She was shifa'un lima fi sudur. And it is purifying, it purifies what is in the hearts. This is the Quran. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent this mu'idha, this good advice, this good instruction for us to be shifa, to purify what is in our hearts. Wahudan and guidance. Warahmatun. And a mercy to the believers. This is the Quran. But focus on the issue of the heart. We're talking about the heart. The hearts have been locked. Allah has sent down this Quran as as a mu'idha, as a as as a good advice for us, as a shifa, as a cure, something to purify our hearts, as huda, as guidance, as rahmah, as mercy. But the, all of these beautiful things cannot enter in our hearts if the hearts are locked. Because we're not making tadabu, we're not taking out the time to learn the Qur'an, to understand the meanings of the Qur'an, and then to sit and to contemplate on those meanings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in Surah Ra'd, Surah Ar-Ra'd, in verse 28, And those who believe, and their hearts are assured with the remembrance of Allah, the dhikr of Allah. And then Allah said, Allah bi dhikrillahi That indeed through the remembrance of Allah, through the dhikr of Allah, the hearts are assured. No, no, no doubt about it. And the best form of dhikr is the, is the kalam of Allah, is the Quran. So if we're not using the Quran in the proper way, by sitting and reflecting on it, and using it for what it's been sent down for, as Allah mentioned in the verse we mentioned earlier. Allah said, we sent down a blessed book. A blessed book we've sent down. A blessed book we've sent down to you. A blessed book that we sent down to you to reflect on its verses, to contemplate. And contemplation is when you take out time to sit and just reflect and ponder. Just like you would say now, if you go out into the wilderness, you go out and you sit by a beautiful lake. I was looking at some pictures the other day uh, of a hike that we did with the brothers. And it's, it's a hike actually I did very often when I was in Ireland, in the area where, where, where I live. You know, we walk up a mountain and then we sit up on a mountain. And then we come down into a valley and it's just you know, this beautiful lake. And it was surrounded by mountains. It's beautiful. You can see it on my Instagram account. Beautiful views. You think it's like something like Photoshop. It's so it's so amazing how beautiful it is. So what, what would we do? We would sit down there and we just reflect and contemplate on the beauty of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same thing is we, but how do we get there? We we hiked. It's a difficult walk, especially if you're not in shape. <laughs> you have trouble getting there. Huh? But once you get there, you sit down and you contemplate and reflect on the meanings of the Quran, or on the meaning of the, the beauty of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the same thing now. You make the effort to first understand the Quran and then to contemplate. And I'm going to give you some examples straight from 
the English translation where if you were just to stop at it, just reading the English translation, not even having to go back to the tafsir of Ibn Kathir, the tafsir of Imam Sadi that Allah has blessed us with to have these tafsirs where we could actually sit down and understand the Quran, alhamdulillah, even in our own language. One of the main objectives, we're talking, focusing here, all, all today is about the heart. We're just focusing on the heart today. Allah told us that one of the objectives of the Quran being sent down verse by verse, one of the wisdoms, Allah said, And like this to make your heart firm, to make your heart firm, to strengthen your heart. This is the objective of the Quran, to make our hearts firm, make our hearts strong, to make our hearts, as we mentioned in the verse earlier, in Surah Al-Ra'd, so the hearts can find assurance, be relaxed. This, this, is, this is the objective of the Quran, is shifa. it's purifying our hearts. But what happens when we turn away from Allah, when we turn away from the tadabbur, and turn away from what the Quran was sent down for, that we do not truly benefit from the Quran. We don't benefit from the treasures of the Quran. And I'm going to give you two examples. I know we're coming to an end of this episode. If you look in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah mentioned in verse 28, وَلَا تُطِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا وَاتَّبَعَ هَوَاهُ وَكَانَ أَمْرُهُ فُرُوطًا and do not obey those whose qalb, whose heart has been made headless. There's no direction, no understanding. It's headless. He's in a ghafla, blinded from guidance. This is the outcome. When the hearts are, are, are covered, the hearts are not open. As I mentioned the verse, the ones who don't make the tadabbur, the hearts are locked. What happens? They fall into this. What we're seeing here now. This is making the double in the Quran. Subhanallah. If I don't follow the command of Allah, as I mentioned earlier in this verse, in verse twenty-eight, and I follow those who has, whose hearts have been closed for guidance, who those who followed their hawa, their desires, and their amr, their affairs is furuta. It's constant in neglect. But yet I'm following them. What? Because I've closed my heart to the guidance because I haven't taken out the effort to. Come back to the book of guidance. As soon as you open up the Quran, Allah says, Alif la mim al-kitab la fi. That this is the book of that there's no rape, no doubt about it. Hudan lil It's a source of guidance to the muttaqeen. So if we're not reflecting on the Quran, what we're doing, we're closing our hearts to guidance. As Allah mentioned in Surah Muhammad, al-Quran. Do they not reflect upon, do they not contemplate on the Quran? Or do they have upon their hearts locks? The hearts have been locked for guidance, locked because they didn't take out the time to properly learn the Quran, to contemplate on its meanings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us and we'll continue inshallah wa ta'ala in the upcoming episodes to make to go into ayat. To give you an example, this is now has been an introduction. These first two episodes from tomorrow, inshallah wa ta'ala, we're gonna go in and show you that even in the English language, alhamdulillah, we can make dabbur. And then Sofa and Istamti. We're going to find a pleasure in the upcoming episode, inshallah, reflecting on different ayat from different chapters in the Quran, making tadabbur and what we can gain and what some of the gems and the blessings and the benefits that we can gain from these ayat until the next episode. Allah knows best. Allahu alam. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barakatuh. Wa jazakum khairan. Wa alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.